Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. So today I'd like to do a special Mother's Day episode and speak from my unique perspective. I wanted to start by reading uh, an article, a proclamation that was given by the Latter-day Prophet. Uh, He was the uh, living prophet at the time. Uh, His name was President Gordon B. Hinckley. I say was because he is uh, no longer living and Uh, But this was given on September 23rd, 1995, but it's still just as valid today as it was back then. It was entitled The Proclamation of Family. (laughs) I just read that. Totally read that wrong. The Family, A Proclamation to the World. Okay. And it was uh, written and approved and uh, published uh, by the First Presidency and Council of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it reads, We, the First Presidency and the Council of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, solemnly proclaim that marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God and that the family is central to the Creator's plan of the eternal destiny of His children. All human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God. Each is a beloved spirit, son or daughter of heavenly parents, and, as such, each has a divine nature and destiny. Gender is an essential characteristic of individual premortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. In the premortal realm, spirit sons and daughters knew and worshipped God as their eternal father and accepted his plan by which his children could obtain a physical body and gain earthly experience to progress toward perfection and ultimately realize their divine destiny as heirs of eternal life. The divine plan of happiness enables family relationships to be perpetuated beyond the grave. Sacred ordinances and covenants available in holy temples make it possible for individuals to return to the presence of God and for families to be united eternally. The first commandment that God gave to Adam and Eve pertained to their potential for parenthood as husband and wife. We declare that God's commandment for his children to multiply and replenish the earth remains in force. We further declare that God has commanded that the sacred powers of procreation are to be employed only between man and woman lawfully wedded as husband and wife. We declare the means by which mortal life is created to be divinely appointed. We affirm the sanctity of life and of its importance in God's eternal plan. Husband and wife have a solemn responsibility to love and care for each other and for their children. Children are an heritage of the Lord. Psalm 123, verse 3. Parents have a sacred duty to rear their children in love and righteousness, to provide for their physical and spiritual needs, and to teach them to love and serve one another, observe the commandments of God, and be law-abiding citizens wherever they live. Husbands and wives, mothers and fathers— will be held accountable before God for the discharge of these obligations. The family is ordained of God. Marriage between man and woman is essential to his eternal plan. Children are entitled to birth within the bonds of matrimony and to be reared by a father and a mother who honor marital vows with complete fidelity. Happiness in family life is most likely to be achieved when founded upon the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ 
Successful marriages and families are established and maintained on principles of faith, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreational activities. By divine design, fathers are to preside over their families in love and righteousness and are responsible to provide the necessities of life and protection for their families. Mothers are primarily responsible for the nurture of their children. In these sacred responsibilities, fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as equal partners. Disability, death, or other circumstances may necessitate individual adaptation. Extended families should lend support when needed. We warn that individuals who violate covenants of chastity, who abuse spouse or offspring, or who fail to fulfill family responsibilities will one day stand accountable before God. Further, we warn that the disintegration of the family will bring upon individuals, communities, and nations the calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets. We call upon responsible citizens and officers of government everywhere to promote those measures designed to maintain and strengthen the family as the fundamental unit of society. When I was preparing for this uh, episode, I I got to thinking about this proclamation on the family and the importance of it. And I recall uh, when I, in my previous marriage, when I was in a situation where I was no longer able to be the at-home mother and I needed to uh, go to work. And uh, my uh, husband at the time was struggling with a lot and needed to be able to um, in my in my mind and in my impression at the time, he he needed to be able to have a break from trying to find work. He struggled to find work. He struggled to keep a job, um, and I could see the toll it was taking on him. And I wanted to ease his burden. And I said, "Well, I'm I'm if you're willing to be the at home parent, because we really couldn't afford childcare." I said, "If you're willing to be the at home parent, then I will see what I can do." And uh, the Lord did bless me greatly to be able to uh, find uh, ample employment uh, to be able to support our family. However, we did still need supplemental um, help from the government and from family, but uh, we, you know, we certainly did our best. But anyway, so I have been in both situations of being able to be an at-home parent and also needing to be uh, a working mother while my uh, spouse was the at-home parent. And I've also um, had to get creative with, uh, <coughs> excuse me, with um, supplemental income. Uh, I've had to take uh, handouts from from family, from church, from the government. Uh, I've, um, I've been in situations where I was greatly humbled. And I have a, a a deep appreciation for uh, family and uh, church and, uh, yeah, all of the ways that the Lord uh, provides for uh, his children here on earth. Um, sometimes it is through um, unseen angels and oftentimes it is uh, earthly angels that, that help us out. And I would, um, yeah, like to definitely... Uh, express my gratitude for all the many, many ways that I've uh, been blessed and touched uh, by uh, family and and non-family. Uh, well, I guess I should say spirit family because we are all indeed spirit brothers and sisters. 
Uh, I wanted to read to you out of a journal that I was keeping um, during my uh, low period in my life when my uh, children were being kept from me and I was um, dealing with a custody battle. The journal that I am holding in my hand was one that, I, you know, I, I'm blanking now, but I want to say that it was actually my husband, my current husband, that, that gave this to me. Um, but it, But I love, there's a quote on the front of this by a special woman named Marjorie Pay Hinckley. And you'll notice that the name Hinckley is the same as the prophet, President Gordon B. Hinckley, that um, shared that proclamation uh, that I already read to you. So Marjorie Pay Hinckley uh, was his wife. They're both deceased. Um, but uh, anyway, both very, very, um, very special people. And um, sorry, this quote on the front of this journal that I kept, it says, everything you are learning now is preparing you for something else. Everything you are learning now is preparing you for something else. Okay, and, and with that, I wanted to read to you just a few entries. Like I said, I had um, divorced in... Um, I, I divorced my previous spouse on the exact date was December 15th, 2015. And, uh, you know, I, I was very happy to have that finalized, but uh, I had no idea um, what would come after that. So this uh, first entry that I'd like to read to you is dated December 15th of 2017. Okay, so it's two years to the date of uh, my divorce. Um, and I also had been living in a in a different state from my children. I, I the Lord had told me to move out of state and marry my now husband. And he ha the Lord had promised me that my children would live with me, that they would be with me, and I just fought and fought and fought for years to get them here with me. And then in the meantime, dealt with hell, absolute hell, while I was uh, separated from them. Um, excuse me. So uh, again, this is dated December 15th, uh, 2017. It reads, Yesterday was extremely bittersweet. I had a fun and enjoyable day with my husband and my son. This is my son that I... Sorry, just a side note. I'm, t I'm referring to my son that I... My, my oldest son that I had with my uh, current spouse. For our little unit, it was a perfect day. It did... Excuse me. I did my best to not focus on anything that gets me down. I was excited to get the kids' packages mailed off and to them before Christmas. And Christmas shopping for my stepdaughter was fun, since I'll be able to watch her open them. I had a... Sorry. I had a strong cleansing cry 
on Wednesday the 13th, and I wasn't going to allow them through yesterday. Even if I only could muster a smile for the sake of my sweet husband, I was determined. He makes, excuse me, he makes so much effort to make me happy, and I have all day to be poopy while he is at work. He doesn't need my negative attitude to add to his already stressful life. I've made so many demands and thrown so many fits about everything, the poor guy can't catch a break. I'm fine with keeping things to myself for everyone else's sake. It's not fair for me to dump on everyone around me. One day I'll learn how to dump on the Lord. I still do not know how any of this is helpful to me or anyone else in my life. Perhaps one day I will understand. I used to be and feel like a strong woman, but I have been reduced to a shell of myself. And I honestly don't even see the purpose in praying. I will pray for others occasionally, but I am done praying for myself. I just can't do it anymore. The Lord knows all, and he doesn't want to step in and end any of this. So why continue asking for different? I've accepted that this is my life and I can't change anything. My only intent is to minimize any further hurt I'm causing the ones I love. The next one I want to read to you is dated January 11th of 2018, so not long after that last one. Nothing has changed from a month ago. If anything, I am doing worse. I'm close to giving birth, and I should be relishing and looking forward to it. Instead, I wish I could die. I don't want to do any of this anymore. I'm serving no purpose, and I feel like I'm simply a waste of space. I cry every day because I hate myself and I hate my life. I wait until my son is napping and I let it all out so I can pretend everything is fine when others are around. Sorry. I am numb and I simply am trying to stop feeling anything. I realized that if I care then everything hurts. My marriage, motherhood, stepmotherhood, family, friends, etc. I feel alone and unwanted. I feel like an obligation, a burden, a joke, a lie, a secret, a pariah. I so wanted to have a journal that was filled with only positivity, but I struggle every day to be positive about anything. I know I'm not wanted and the only thing I ever felt I was good at has been taken from me. I don't know who I am or what I'm doing here anymore. I've never done anything right, and I'm constantly wondering what I've done wrong. Even when I'm trying to do what's right, it always ends up wrong, very wrong. I'm so angry all the time, or I'm so sad I could die. I want to destroy things, and I want to kill myself. I don't know that I've ever been so low in all my life. I seriously don't get why I keep doing this to myself. I won't pretend anymore. I'm done. I'm done attending church, temple, any calling, 
in-law functions, family outings. All of it is a royal waste of time. There is no point because all it does is cause me more heartache and more harm than I ever thought possible. If I am not allowed to die, then I'll simply live as if I am already. I'm already emotionally dead, so if my body can't die, then I can simply stay out of anything that constitutes living. I don't want any relationships, responsibilities, outings, nothing that would give me any joy or sadness. I don't want any highs or lows. I simply don't want to feel anything anymore. The reason why I wanted to read that was almost a continuation of a previous episode about being in a hole. And I felt that those journal entries very well described what it, what I was experiencing down in my hole, down in the pit that I was in. And I felt there was no way out. And I also felt that the Lord had abandoned me and was not going to help me out either. And, uh, I um there is a a a special conference that happens uh biannually um within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints where the uh Latter-day the living prophet and leader of the church and also um apostles and other leaders uh speak to the uh all, all of the members of the church and, and anyone who, who might be listening. And, and so those, uh, those meetings and, and the talks that are given during that time are, are extra special, extra special to me, I'm sure to anybody who's, who's participated in them or listened, um, excuse me. And so I had another entry, <coughs> excuse me, from uh, during a specific uh, general conference. This entry is dated Saturday, October 6th of 2018. So this was further on in the year than from the last one that I, the last entry that I read. I doubted my worth in the purpose of fighting for my children. I've gotten myself in a pretty awful predicament. And even though the Lord promised me my children would be with me, it is very difficult to keep the faith after multiple years and seemingly no end in sight. I found strength and comfort and application in the scriptures, specifically the story of Nephi obtaining the brass plates from the wicked man Laban. And I would recommend reading that story. I don't have time to share it right now, but um, I would recommend looking that up. It's in the Book of Mormon, which is another testament of Jesus Christ, which is to be used in conjunction with the Holy Bible. I've used the Lord's promises and instruction in the scriptures to help me in my life and my many struggles. Recently, I found myself doubting the importance of my pursuit. I felt silly trying to compare myself to these men who are prophets. I felt I was making my journey out to be incredibly more significant than it really is. I was majorly doubting everything I've been working toward the past few years. It was incredibly depressing, to say the least. And then, yesterday, during a conference talk, someone made reference to the sacred and significant work and calling that is given to mothers, and what promises are given to them who rear their children in the ways of the Lord. And it hit me. I may not be a prophet or a believer being persecuted for following Christ, but 
I am trying to do what the Lord has instructed me, and I have been called to bear and raise children and teach them the ways of God. And I have a valiant cause in fighting for righteousness, influence, excuse me, in fighting for righteous influence in my kids' lives. Um, I also wanted to share then the, so a couple days later then I, I, I made another uh, journal entry that I thought um, was uh, poignant and applicable. This is dated Monday, October 8th, 2018. I am struggling this morning, and honestly, since yesterday, and I'm trying to look to the scriptures for some answers, but I'm not finding anything helpful. If anything, I'm finding more discouraging info. Blended families in the scriptures are horrible examples. Even regular families have their struggles. I feel at such a loss all the time. I don't know where my place is here, and I want to give up constantly. I don't know how to parent a child that isn't mine while parenting children that are. I don't know how to co-parent consistently with my husband. I am trying to establish a schedule and expectations and rules, and it feels as if he simply doesn't, or excuse me, feels as if he simply wants to take the path of least resistance, especially with his daughter. I'm not sure what to do anymore. I've talked to him about this stuff till I'm blue in the face. I've shared anecdotes and articles. I can't get him to engage properly. He simply doesn't agree with me. And I'm not sure what to do. He thinks boys should be parented more harshly and sternly than girls. And I think girls shouldn't get a free pass. Discipline should be age appropriate. I won't fold on this. My almost two-year-old boy should not be disciplined more than his six-year-old half-sister. Makes zero sense. There are many other issues I'm struggling with, not the least of which is my gaping hole in my heart. That is the absence of my five precious gems. I still don't understand why I was supposed to move away from my children. I still don't understand why my husband didn't have to move from his daughter and his ex and his family. I've tried desperately to not harbor resentment, but I am totally resentful of this. I fully believed I would get my children here by now. I can't go through another holiday season, school year, etc. without them. A piece of me dies every party, occasion, etc. I attend without them or they attend without me. How do I do this every day, week, month, year? How do I pretend everything is okay? How do I live presently and not in the past in regret or wishing for the future? I often wonder what I am doing here, quite often. I don't know how to be okay with my life. I am desperately trying to be happy and have faith and endure well. I feel incredibly alone. I wish I felt close to my husband. I've tried so hard to get close to him. I have good days and bad days, and today definitely qualifies as a bad day. My heart is horribly pained. I am an obstacle at most, and an afterthought at least. I've been trying to pray and read scriptures today. I've taken my vitamins, and I've got conference talks playing, playing on the TV. I'm trying to stop this downward spiral. I just feel like crying, and I'm going to just let it out. I've read the quote on this journal cover time and again, 
And maybe that's what I'm so frustrated by. What am I learning? And what is this something else I'm preparing for? Um, I wanted to read one last, um, or no, actually, sorry. The reason why I wanted to share these is not to, um, not trying to, um, make people feel sorry for me or, um, or anything like that. It's, um, it's more just that I'm confident that there are people out there that can relate in some way to how I'm feeling and, um, and to know that you can feel that low and get out of it. You can be in that situation and have help from the Lord. I know I was getting help from the Lord during that time. And even though it was extremely difficult to be pregnant and be giving birth during that time, uh, I, I let my children know that I am confident I was being extra blessed because I was pregnant so much uh, during that time and uh, and taking care of new babies. But this is this is just from me. This is the gospel according to Casey Mills. But I believe that there is a obviously obviously we know that there is uh, that it is using God's power, God's um, holy power of creation when you are um, uh, carrying a child in you, um, which is harboring a spirit child of the Lord. There is special blessing, there's special protection, there's special power um, endowed. And I know that the Lord was trying, that that was one of the reasons why I was supposed to be continuing to have children as, as difficult as it was. Um, I know that I was being extra blessed, extra protected because I was trying to continue fulfilling my my role and continuing to bring um, spirits to this world and uh, spirits that wanted to be um, in my family, that wanted me as their mother, that wanted my husband as their father, and it was the right time for them to come. And uh, it's another episode, but I, I will share other experiences that I've had about um, the timing of those kinds of things and why it's important to be in tune with the Lord and be obedient to the Lord. Uh, this, there's, uh, one more thing that I wanted to share, um, in regards to the, that time period when I was writing those journal entries and how low that, how low I felt. And I remember, you know, individuals will say, and leaders, church leaders will say, you know, Christ died for you. He suffered for you. Um, use use his atonement um, to to heal. And you know he suffered for all of our sins, and he suffered for all the the sinners and and the victims of of sin. You know all of these things made sense to me. All of it in every circumstance throughout my life up until that point, it made sense, and I got it that Christ. That Christ got it. He knew how I felt. But when I, there was during this particular time that I, I, rem, 
Sorry, I remember. Being on the floor of my bathroom and just begging, begging Heavenly Father to take me away. When you're grieving, when you're grieving a loss, and my children were, were not dead, so I recognize that there are people out there who, who have lost children who they won't see again until the next life. And I was trying to be grateful that at least I knew I was going to be able to see my kids again in this life, uh, but not knowing when they'd be able to live with me again and being separated from them and having them be alienated from me and uh, having to steal time, steal moments to communicate and see each other and be with each other was excruciating. And I just, it hurt. It physically hurt my heart. And I remember begging the Lord to just take me away because it hurts so much. And I remember saying to Heavenly Father that I didn't understand how the atonement applied to me in that in that situation, in that circumstance, in the way I was feeling. I didn't understand how in the world Jesus Christ suffered for that, suffered and and knew how I felt in my immaturity. I said he wasn't a mother. He isn't a mother. And he doesn't get it. And I remember feeling the Holy Ghost correct me and chastise me and explain to me that, no, in the scriptures it says he suffered for all. He suffered all. It says in the Bible in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Verse 4, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Verse 5, it says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And I just knew, I just knew I was given that knowledge. I was had that light, that light and intelligence put into my mind and in my heart that he did know. Even if no one else knew how I felt, my Savior knew how I felt. And he cared and he comforted me in a way that no one else would be able to. And it was at that moment that I was truly able to hand it over to him, that I was able to take my burden off of my heart and off of my shoulders and hand it over to him and he took it from me. And now I cry tears of gratitude. Gratitude that I'm still here, that I'm still alive and that I have the, the royal, royal blessing 
of being able to raise my children in my home with me every day. I want to finish. I've gone over. I apologize. I've gone over in time, but I wanted to finish with an entry that I put in my journal on Saturday, September 17th, 2022. It was good. I found and read this old journal today. I have come a long way. We have come a long way my family and I. It has been over a year now since my babies have come to live with me, and now it's permanent. They are here to stay. Our long days of suffering from separation are over. The Lord has moved the mountain. <laughs> he kept his promise to me. I am striving every day to continue earning my miracle. The war with my enemy is over, but the war with the devil has barely begun. <laughs>